Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. I'm Leila and welcome back to the Learn Islam podcast. In this second of a four-part series, we will broach the topic of why does Allah allow suffering? In this episode, we join Madam Hamida Bahaswan, Senior Counselor at Club Hill, as she explains the differences between redoh or acceptance and seeking help. Madam Hamida points out that many who are struggling often end up in a predicament because they misunderstand the very concept of being patient and content. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. First, I count my blessing for getting my voice back after losing it for a, a week. Yeah, thank you. And being a kinesthetic learner when I was a young person, so I like to move. So that's why I'm asking for two mic. Bukan tamai. Alhamdulillah, thank you um, for the organizer, for the trust that you give for me to not so much speak and lecture, but more to share. And uh, the topic is really very interesting because I'm still learning also about Rida. I have not arrived yet. And uh, before I start, um, maybe I just would like all of you to touch your heart. Yeah. And see whether it's beating as hard as mine. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. The idea is to always doing a check-in. Um, to know the state of your mind and your heart. Okay. So I will like to start with, this is just background and this is a free makeover. Um, so that one you can just Google. <laughs> um, I like to keep it simple. The word suffering, um, I kind of enjoy learning more about the power of words. And if you can Google, Google later power of words, what comes out from your mouth has a lot of power to influence your mind and your heart. So just be careful about it. So we would, I would like to just go through this. First is seeking help or staying stuck. Staying stuck is part of um, and unpleasant emotion. That's why every time when I speak, because I would like to speak a lot, but nowadays is I check and pause and see what's the right word to say. Um, so I'll be doing the clarifying about the misconception that if you read the, why do you seek help? And that is as if you don't accept. Second is I would like to share with you how we all can be in a state of gratitude. Uh, that's stepping forward. Um, that is also the concept of sabar and reda. That is try for positive mindset like uh, our Ustad say earlier. Okay, so we need to be aware of the voices inside and then change the story or the frame of mind. Um, fourth is to seek possible solution and fifth is share available support and services. So all the SSS. So you can turn the suffering into five different S, inshallah. So to seek help or to stay stuck. How many of you have been in a state of being stuck? You just can't move. Raise your hand. No? 
Wow, very good. Eh? How many of you have never experienced being stuck? Physically, mentally, emotionally stuck means you just do not know what else to do. How many of you don't know the difference? <laughs> How many of you are stuck? Your body is stuck here, but your mind has already sort of wandered around. So please call it back, yeah? How many of you had breakfast this morning? Raise your hand. Okay. Well, a lot of hungry people. How many of you have not had breakfast this morning? How many of you don't know or don't remember? Okay, there's still no hands up, yeah? Okay, misunderstanding between patience and rida, as I say that this is a state of the mind and the heart, okay? And English is easy, you just say accept. Yeah? For in Islamic term and Bahasa Melayu lagi ialah pula complicated, by the way. I was I educated in a Malay school, right from primary one to pre-U. Some of you may be wondering how come I speak good English, because all my cousins go to English schools. All my brothers go to English schools, so I've got a lot of practice. And I love listening to songs and write lyrics, so that's how I improve my English. Okay, patience, sabar means you accept. And not just accept and not do anything, but you will do something to either learn to embrace it, let go, or learn to make things better. So in any situation, um, if any one of you are suffering right now, maybe a show of hand, how many of you are suffering? Either hungry or, or depressed or lost or whatever, some kind of uh, suffering. Raise your hand, please, I want to know. Hungry, okay. Hungry is okay. Eh? How many of you are not suffering? Then I cannot talk to you because you have not experienced. For me, I've gone through a lot of suffering in my life. Not as, as, as great as the Prophet, of course, but I can remember the worst state of suffering that I suffered is the day my father died. He's 92. I love him so much. The only girl, right? Family of 10, 10 pregnancy, 9 birth, 8 brothers. I have had a lot of time with him, and yet it's never enough. So I lost my balance for months. Of course, I was admitted immediately to the hospital. Because I came back from Hajj, and the next day he died. He actually waited for me for one month. He was sick, so war. And that suffering, I tell you, um, no words can describe. And if I talk about it, of course, I can't afford to be crying and go into depression right now, right? So let's move on. So yeah, and uh, one of the people that come and visit and give me a book, and I read that I was also reading well, and say, Sabah lah, Sabah lah. Everybody come Sabah. I mean, hello, what are you talking about? Of course I Sabah, but still doesn't mean that I cannot cry, right? And because I must maintain kan, composure, go inside the toilet and just really cry my heart out. Keluar, okay, cool. Masuk balik, keluar, cool. And it's really very difficult because people can just say sabar, but they don't know what it's like unless you have experienced the same experience. Yeah? And for a few months after that, just by mentioning my name, my father's name, or just meet someone that knows my father, I was in Masjid Sultan one month after that, and somebody said, how are you? And oh, straight away, like, hey, what's happening to me, man? I need to see a psychologist or psychiatrist. 
when you suffer inside and you keep it, that you can be stuck. You just have to let go. And Ridha means, it's not that, so I have consulted one Ustad. See, what is Ridha, Ustad? I saw something confused. Ustad say, this a friend of mine say, when you accept and do something to make things better, that is Ridha. When you just accept and don't do anything, that's not Sabar and that's not Ridha. That is, I think, in short, stupidity. Except my husband beat me up, or my children beat me up, sabar. I say, go and make police report. No, sabar. Cannot. That is not sabar. That is really abusing yourself. Honestly, many of us also this talking about abuse and stigma. When other people abuse you, it's easy to see the whatever that is happening. But when you abuse yourself, it's very difficult to move up. So before that, I just want to share with you that actually, um, you know, life stages, if you Google, is if you only know the lifespan, um, Ericsson, or even the human developmental, you'll be able to understand better the issue about uh, this concept of acceptance. So I want to tell a story. How many of you would like to hear a story? Okay, story or wake up, I know. So the word, maybe it's a story, people say, okay, nak dengar. Ceramah, tak nak dengar. Yeah, lecture, okay, switch off. And then check your phone. Ada message tak? Tak ada message pun check juga. Can speak in Malay. I was about five or six. I, I, I really, when I talk about it, like macam goose pimple, I was standing in a mirror, five, six. It's a vision of the future. I asked myself, a quite long mirror, Dulu kat kampung kan? So now I need to move on Because they stay stuck standing Can you hear me? Okay So kesian orang kat sini nanti kan? When I was five or six I look in the mirror Yeah okay I'm a child right now Then I see what happened? Next Something like that I was just asking myself mentally And also asking question Okay Wait you will grow up So ni drama ni Grow up become adult Then get married then become old, like my grandmother, grandfather. Then after that, die. Then after that, I've never seen people bury dead body, but somehow I probably have heard about it. Then masuk kubo inside the grave. I feel afraid, fear. Then I tell myself, hey, don't ask so many questions, okay? Wait, you go crazy. A vision of the future, and that is lifeline or timeline that we all have to go through. Being young, being old, and then end of life. And along this life, you will have experience what um, psychologists or um, EQ term is pleasant and unpleasant experiences. So don't look at it as positive or negative because when we say positive, you tend to, well, not know what it is. You say negative, that influence a lot. When you're positive, you can accept things better. You can move from being stuck. How many of you would like to know whether you're positive or negative? Raise your hand. How many of you don't want to know? Better not know. Lah. It is very important to know whether you're positive or not in terms of your mind. And you can do muscle checking. Would you like to play with me? Okay. Just put your hand out. 
The other hand, okay, just like one or two finger, put pressure and see whether you have a strong muscle. So if you put pressure and it's strong, it means good, right? So now you say the word positive. Put pressure. Strong. If it doesn't move, move. You're positive. Then you say the word negative. Put pressure. If it goes down, it means you're not negative, you're positive, and it means you're positive at the moment. Oh, no. It's very simple. And this is muscle test. If you don't know, maybe you're confused. Your mind is confused or you don't have enough water. Or you put too much pressure. For some of you are very sensitive, so you need to put very gentle pressure. When you are positive, it means you are relaxed. When you are strong or negative and weak on positive, you are on what I call uh, in crisis mode or survival mode. So let's move on to do not lose hope nor be sad. How many of you have experienced some form of sadness? Okay. How many of you are already fed up with me asking you to raise hand? <laughs> this is just a connection, a message. If you move, it means I can then see that you are listening to me, that you're not somewhere else. Okay, the skill to be mastering this is not that you cannot... And being sad is okay. Everybody go through sadness. But don't stay stuck being sad for years over things that is really insignificant. Kucing meninggal dah 20 tahun lepas, still sad. Your cat died 20 years ago, and that is being stuck, right? So this, you do not lose hope, means you still are very hopeful. So those who are positive when I check, you are always optimistic, no matter what state you are in. No be sad, so you can be sad, but don't go into deep sadness that you can't move. So if I were to ask you 0 to 10, 10 very, very sad, 0 no sadness at all, so you can touch your heart and ask, how sad am I right now? So if I were to check with me, you just give a number, your experience, right? Sad. 0 no sadness, 10 very, very sad. So right now, I have 1. So, point one, little sadness, not so much. Okay, but if 10 means depression, then you need to seek help. You can be patient, but seek help. Because if not, then you will be stuck. Helpful versus helpless. And the word help is also very important. You help yourself, not help others. When other people tell you, can I help you? It's actually quite degrading. And I didn't know this until a few years ago when I learned from my life coach. When I said I want to help my clients, say, Hamida, how could you say that? Who are you to help them? I said, I'm a psychologist, I'm a counselor. Yeah, but when you say help, it means you see them as helpless. 
And as a life coach, as a counselor, you need to see them as having the capacity to do something about your life. What you could do is just support them. So now I, I'm not using the word, can I help you? I say, how can I be of service? How can I support you? So that I put you at the same level as me. But when I say, how can I help you? It's as if I have the capacity and the power to do something that you cannot do it for yourself. Even the person with mental illness, you still respect and ask them, how can I support you? Clear? Okay. Broken, not totally damaged. People who suffer, they think, whoa, life, the end of the world. You really cannot move on. Why? Because you see yourself as damaged. Broken, you can put the pieces together. In fact, there is this Japanese art. I forgot the name, but if you Google, the Japanese have a way to mend broken pieces of precious items and they glue it with gold. And that broken vase or something become much more expensive. Yeah, that's a term later I Google, so don't have, because this one limited capacity, <laughs> you got to find. But this form of art, just a Japanese form of art to mend broken pieces. Then you'll have beautiful. So the idea is if you are broken, so what? Put up glue, find some ways in which you can still be okay. Because unless you are really damaged, then of course you cannot do anything, right? Positive perspective always works. And although some people really don't like if you are being too positive, and sometimes being too positive means you cannot embrace or you cannot feel the negativity, but it is better to be positive than negative. How many of you agree with me? How many of you disagree? And how many of you don't care? <laughs> Relabeling re the bad or the ugly, any experience that you have, you label it, the word that you use for the experience really matters because it will affect the way you accept or not accept. So if you say, I suffer, okay, as compared to I have a learning, I'm learning something, the feeling would be very different. Okay, excuse me, I need to drink. So if let's say the word I am, right, a statement, I am smart or I am stupid. How many of you think you are smart? Raise your hand. I'm smart. Tak ada orang? How many of you? Yeah, one. Very good. Thank you. We are members. How many of you think you are stupid? I am stupid. Tak ada juga. So I'm not smart. I'm not stupid. What am I? In the middle. Safe ground. I'm okay. Okay lah. How many of you say I'm okay? <laughs> Good. Yeah, sometimes. But the word M is a total absolute. When you say I am stupid, 100% I'm stupid all the time. And there's a danger there. And if you say you're smart, again, so it's like uh, I feel that I'm smart. I think that I'm smart. And then there are days when you don't think that you are so smart, so you say I don't think I'm that smart. I don't think I'm that smart as compared to I think I'm stupid will give a different vibration, agree? 
So be careful about what you say to yourself and others. It has powers to change your mind and your heart. So, if anything happen that you suffer, you just say, this is an opportunity for me to grow. Just like a child, right? A child learning how to walk. How many times do we fall down before we can walk? Agak-agak lah, berapa ratus kali? Ribu kali? How many thousand times or seriously a child learning to walk, right? But they never give up. If a child fell down and don't want lah, I don't want to walk lah. Give up lah. I'm stupid, I cannot walk. Right? And in fact, if a child fell down, it's easier because it's naturally they will just. But an old person that fell down, they stay stuck. So there's this, uh, pro, um, I think, lecture professor. She, she has an illness at a late age, means middle age. She cannot walk. And she said learning how to walk as an adult was really, really torture. But she said she never gave up. And she learned to walk again. So every time now that when you suffer, when you experience something that unpleasant, you just say, this is my opportunity to grow. Or I'm learning something. Because if you continue experiencing the same thing and not doing anything about it, it means you're not learning. And once you're learning, then you can grow, inshallah. Learning to embrace whatever happened and count your blessings. So whatever happens, you say, Alhamdulillah. When you get money, Alhamdulillah. Tak ada duit pun, Alhamdulillah. Tak pening kepala. When you are sick, Alhamdulillah. Okay? Because it's an opportunity, Ustaz say to clear the sin, right? But no, we all, when we are healthy, whoa. King, man. Lupa diri, eh? Bila sakit je, Allah. When you are sick, then you know how helpless and vulnerable you are. Learning to embrace and then after that look for solution, inshallah. So sabr isn't passive. It's not just I accept, that's it. I don't do anything about it. It's you have to be active in seeking solution. Then that is real sabr. Yes, it happened to me, so what can I do about it? There's always an option, three options that you have. In any state of being, you have three options. To stay the same. To do something and make things better. Or to do something, make things worse. Three options, always. The brain has limited capacity to remember many things. Three things can handle. Stay the same, don't do anything. Do something to make things better for you, at least. Or do something to just end the misery or end the problem and suffering. So being the next best version of yourself, go for baby steps, small steps. Don't go into like, oh, I'm now suffering into depression. I want to be happy. And the word happy, actually, the word happy is very, very problematic. Because when I say I am happy, I'm not happy, every one of us have a different frame of being happy, right? So for some, they see being happy as dancing in a disco. For some, being happy means, oh, cool. For some, being happy means can fly. For some, being happy means whatever. So it's different, different. But happiness, you cannot measure it. That's the problem. So when I say I want to be happy, 
And some people, they don't want to be happy. So happiness is defined by what is it that you want. And whatever that you want, a goal. So if let's like, say I say I want, I want to be relaxed, it's easier to achieve than I want to be happy. Right? And it's achievable. So be careful about what you say. So whether you are happy or not, it depends on you. So I remember one lady that came to see me, a, a, a mother of three teenagers. She was very unhappy. She was stuck in a marriage, bad marriage, problem with the husband, problem with the children. She called me and said, Bonamida, I want to run away. Inside my heart, I thought only teenager run away. You already 40 plus, you want to run, run ya? Why you call me? I didn't say that, of course. Inside my heart. Then I tell her, what stops you? I'm worried about my children. Okay, then think about it. So anyway, she come to the office and I ask her, okay, um, because the word fun is easier, right? Uh, have you ever had fun before? She said, yes. When was the last time you have fun? And before that, I asked, what? is fun for you. She said, traveling and going to the beach. Then I asked her, when was the last time you have fun? And she has problem. She was like, after about a few minutes, she said, oh, before I got married. Oh, that's problem. Traveling and going to the beach, you cannot do it. Oh, I don't like to... Uh, travel because my husband don't give her permission and da 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 and going to the beach I don't like to go to the beach alone then my husband don't like to go to the beach find your friend that want to go to the beach with you and just go alone what's wrong so because and then say that if you cannot be happy for yourself nobody else can do the job agree so then she say my voice become her haunted voice when she goes back, if you are not happy, you cannot make yourself happy, nobody else can make it. She say, well, repeat, 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 until she get fed up. And then she come back, she say, I want to do some changes. Of course, I say, you can decide lah, to stay stuck or do something to change or do something to just end the marriage. She say, I've decided to ask my management to let me have a job overseas, so some attachment. And she was much happier then. It's so easy to make yourself happy. If you know what makes you happy. Reading a book, eating, but not all the time. Lah, eh? Okay. Sabar and tawakal, why the misunderstanding? It is because the concept is not clear. What is sabar and what is tawakal and what is acceptance? So you can accept and still make efforts to make things better for you. And that is expected of a human being. Allah don't want you to suffer all the time. In fact, Allah wants you to suffer because Allah wants you to be close to Him. That's all. Not that He said this or what. He just wants you to be close to Him. And if you ask and seek, inshallah, He will give. Okay, so it still hurts inside. You are struggling and yet you want to go to a higher level. You want to make things better, inshallah, yeah? If Allah brings it to you, He will see you through it. Means He will have a way. You just have to ask. And this thing about us, as I, I teach parents and all that, parents are very smart at telling children what to do, right? Expert at telling, do this, do that, don't do this. And then I say, it doesn't work. Even adults, when you ask adults, it's better to ask than to tell. 
youngsters, whatever, whatever they do is ask them what do you want. Always asking. Asking is a way of showing respect. So even my client have mental illness, I ask them, what do you want to talk about now? What do you want to do? What is your goal? So sometimes the goal is change every day. It's okay, just work with them. So remember, whatever state you are in, Allah will bring you to it, inshallah. Stop complaining. If you keep complaining about everyone else, there's no end. This is blamers. Blaming are people who are not responsible. So if you blame someone else for your suffering, dear ladini, uh, I'm suffering because my mother, my mother, this, my mother, my father, my grandmother, and what else? There's a long list, right, of people that have done wrong to you. Blame. For as long as you are not responsible, you continue blaming or complaining. But the moment you want to be an adult responsible for yourself, stop complaining. Think from a new pair of eyes. Okay, the pair of eyes is, of course, you want to see with pair of eyes that see the good and the positive. Wear a pink glasses, they say, so things can be better. See suffering or challenges as blessings. That's why the lady that asked, she's not, oh, I'm healthy and all that. Am I supposed to be worried? Enjoy. If Allah don't test you, then you don't have to jump the ocean, right? Why ask for trouble? But at the same time, be reminded that maybe it's time for me to give more. You are healthy, you have money, do more charity work. Before you are sick, you are old and you are poor. Don't be selfish. Whatever state of mind, just accept it and enjoy it. So one of my clients loves smoking, a lady, and she doesn't want to stop. So at first, I was like everybody else, advisor, why do you smoke? You don't have the money, this, that. And then it doesn't work. So I changed my style. I say, okay, while you are doing it, enjoy. And then she looked at me, what do you mean, Paramida? Yeah, you are not going to stop smoking, right? No. You don't want to stop, right? No. Then enjoy. Then she got a problem with that because she doesn't enjoy it. <laughs> so this is called mindful smoking. So this is my, my some many of you smoke smokers and want to quit. First is just tell yourself before you smoke, not smoke out of stress. Because people who are chain smokers, they smoke out of stress. So I say, be mindful when you smoke, you look at your cigarettes and say, oh, and she look at me because I'm not a smoker, right? So I say, yeah, while you're doing it, enjoy. Then she say, hmm, something to think about. And now she's smoking less because she doesn't enjoy. She has problem now. So, siapa-siapa suami isteri yang smoke nak beli cakap, bang, enjoy. <laughs> but not inside the house lah, go somewhere and enjoy. Soon in Singapore, you can't smoke in the house, eh? So, better do, do it now. <laughs> Seek help from trustworthy and skillful professional help. Don't ask your neighbor, your... The worker down at the block, don't ask your helper, don't ask your children. Many parents use children as their therapists, and poor children, they have trauma, and they need to see me afterwards. Okay. St 
try for positive mindset. As I say, you need to be positive in the mind first, and you need to have a pleasant experience of your emotion. Then you can take more. Period of waiting patiently to release from suffering is an act of worship. So take it and ibadah, I'm suffering, this is ibadah, Allah loves me. So when you are suffering, say, Allah loves me. And it will change your perspective. And you will not be complaining and being negative. So strive for positive mindset. There's an ABCD model, which is very simple. If you just Google, it's accept what happened. So if you are whatever happened, you accept, it has happened. Can you change it? No. Accept. Believe. The second step, that there is hope, there is help. And then you need to seek that. Clarify the misunderstanding, why am I still stuck? And then determine to change. So trauma, right? How many of you have experienced trauma? Okay, either accident or death of someone. And you are in a state of stuck, right? You can't do anything. So you use this ABC model. So let's say for me, I used to be afraid of um, snakes and uh, mouse, but now I overcome. Dogs, I used to be afraid of dogs, like nobody business. If I were walking here, there's a dog, I cross the street. Not because I respect the dog, but because I'm afraid. <gasps> I was driving, and belajar, patut tak balisin. Driving there, there's like five dogs in front. <laughs> then my instructor have to pull the brake. I the off. So afraid. I don't know what happened in my childhood. I never see dogs in... I mean, not that we have dogs, but the trauma of that. It is more of the story that I hear about maybe dogs when I was young. So when I go to US visit my friend, she has two big dogs. And I would say, what? She said, well, you don't expect me to put the dogs in another place. You either live with them, get along, or stay in the hotel. Lagi takut. Stay in the hotel alone at New Mexico. Okay, never mind now. Okay, don't worry, my dogs are great teachers. Huh? Your dogs are teachers? But, okay. So when I entered her house, the dog was like barking like crazy and my knee already like, uh, about to have a heart attack. She said, trust me, trust me. So I hold her shoulder, I trust her, and I close my eyes, enter the house. The dog was jumping, my heart so jumping. <laughs> And about one, two, tak sampai satu minit, then the dog just leave because they just want to smell me. Lucky I wear jeans and jacket, jump. So then, that's it. The dog just leave and then I open my eyes. Oh, relax one corner, okay. Quickly go inside the room. Then my friend say, my dogs are very educated. You just say sit, they will sit or go, they will go. There are two, one very nice, I say sit, sit. The other one naughty, don't want to sit. So go, then they go. One week, one week I learned to not only get out of my trauma or fear, I learned to love them and they love me. So when I'm late waking up in the morning, they'll be crying outside my window. Then my friends say, what happened to you? My dog think you'll die inside or what? Say, oh Allah. And of course I can feed them, but they want to like, hey, so I can feed them, but not like, and they want to sit on my legs. No, no, not, not that close. <laughs> so the idea is you can get uh, rid of your trauma by using this. What happened? 
and then you believe that things can be better, and then you find plans or find help. When you don't understand what's happening in your life, just close your eyes and take a deep breath and say, Ya Allah, I know this is your plan and help me through it. If that's difficult to do, just close and say, relax. The moment you say relax, your brain will help you to relax your body. So everybody say relax. One more time. Louder. Thank you. <laughs> Voila, so that you can wake up. Huh? So easy, right? Just say relax or positive. You say positive. The brain knows what to do. You don't have to teach it. The brain is very smart. Whatever you say, the brain agrees. I'm smart, yes. The brain will help you. I'm stupid, yes. The brain agrees with you. So be mindful about what you say to yourself. Yes, self-talk. Okay, so the suffering that reminds you of Allah is better than whatever good times you are having but brings you away from Allah. You're thankful for any suffering they say. Thank you. And if somebody else make you suffer, thank that person. Terima kasih. That make my life misery. Thank you very much for being hard on me. Thank you. And that's it. Move on. Forgive the person and forgive yourself. Easy. Not it can be challenging. So you need help? Call me. <laughs> Allah does not burden any soul unless He knows, of course He knows that you can take it. So it may be very, very difficult for you, but trust that He knows what He's doing, inshallah. And if not, <laughs> you can call all the helplines. <laughs> you feel suicidal. So the SOS is good to test them, they're very good. I tested them once, it's very difficult to get through the line. Uh, so far I've never had any suicidal thoughts, alhamdulillah. Because life is like so many things happening. What is there to, to die, right? Of course, I'm not ready yet. So Allah give me another 10 years, inshallah. You can never know. But if you really need help, just it's a phone call away. Don't stay stuck. Say something to someone that you trust. Or seek the professional help. They are really very good, especially if you're a suicidal, you must call SOS. They will help you through it. For me, when I call them, or I have to make up story, not really like I have some problem, but I make the problem big. The phone call doesn't last more than 10 minutes. Oh, Lama, they are very good. Huh? They ask me question, they ask me question and clarify, and after that, problem solve. Same goes to the expert that I learned, uh, Virginia Satya therapist, Dr. Benman. I have a big problem. So I consult him, have to pay money. Huh? 15 minutes, 20 minutes, the problem solved. I already paid for one hour. So I chat with him and learn, how do you do this? Huh? So good. By asking questions, you clarify your thoughts. You know what's going on and you know what you want. All of us know what you want. You just have to maybe pay someone because they are good listeners. But if you have your own partners or, or people that you know, you don't need to pay them better. I have friends that always call me, come, can I buy you tea or dinner? I know what's coming. <laughs> okay, one hour, la, 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 free consultation. And I've done that for years until my friend feels sorry for me. How much do you charge huh, per hour? <laughs> At the end of the tea, they pay something. Thank you very much, alhamdulillah. 
I don't mind doing it for free, but if they give money, better. <laughs> Mental health helpline. Because um, when you pay money, then like, there's some con uh, commitment and there's some uh, accountability, right? Crisis helpline, inshallah. And if you cannot reach anyone, you call the police. But not every small matter call the police. Huh? Police will be tired with you. Yeah, unless you have mental illness, the police will forgive you. But if you don't, then they will send you to IMH. You cannot stop the wave, but you can learn to save. Surf. Salah tengok. You have to help me with the time. I need, can get carried away. Because 40 minutes is a short. So another what? Five minutes? Two minutes. Okay. Kenapa tak cakap tadi? You cannot stop things from happening. You cannot change things, but you can change yourself the way you think and the way you accept things. And this, I like this because acceptance means you acknowledge, okay, and after you acknowledge, you ask yourself, what do I want? When you ask yourself, what do you want, then you can, inshallah. Seek help in patient. Ustaz, I've already said that, so this one, no need to elaborate. Eh? <laughs> I just want to share a story of this girl that I'm helping right now, and I feel so sad for her, I tell you. I can only imagine she had been beaten up by her father when she was young, five, six years old. She remembered the beating was for disciplining her. And then after that, when she goes to school, the beating continues because she's not doing it in school. So at least there's a reason because not. And then the mother also beat her up for don't know what reason. And mother is very talking down and saying things. But later we discover, I know, and she discovered the mother have mental illness. And then father, mother divorced. And at first she thought she's the cause. So she thought because the, mother, the father beat her up and then the mother fight with the father. Then they decided to. So there's a lot of drama in her life. At the age of 11, 12, uh, father decided to just divorce or mother asked for divorce. I can't remember the details anyway. So now she felt responsible for the divorce and things goes on. And when I asked her for the timeline from birth to 17, high peak means good time, low means she has a lot of low time. Only one time that she's like really good is when she was uh, after PSLE, she get good results. Other than that, the life just go on. And she's now cutting herself. She just don't want to live. She has tried many ways to commit suicide. And the mind, the suicidal thoughts continue up to now. She has done many things, but she still survived. And when I asked her, how long do you want to live? She said, I can't see myself beyond 30. So she's so sad. Why? Because of bad experiences in the early childhood up to like 10, this is what happening. She's so confused and stuff. So because of the trauma, physical and emotional abuse, the family conflict, toxic environment, and now I discovered the mother actually have other problems, hoarding. That's why every time I want to go for home visit, the mother say, no, 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 my house is very small. No, 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 my house. And now I know when I take a, uh, ask the she to look at pictures of hoarding, it's actually stage eight, nine, very serious. She can't even walk in a 
bedroom where she's supposed to study everything every and the mother keep things from the grandmother me baju-baju masih ada lagi dia say you I want you all to wear this wow how teenager to wear baju nenek sorry ah right so then I say just clear see but then my mother will be angry you know just tell your mother all these things that you want to carry for the next life nak bawa sekubur put outside but the bedroom to keep it clear and then she thought that there's nothing that she can do because my mother, I don't want to hurt my mother. She said, no, you have to take care of yourself. You want to study if you have no space, just a bed and a bed also, she said, have to really, because there's things on the bed also. Alamak. So anyway, overprotective parenting. And she gets help and she comes to see me. She feels so good, this warm lady and all that. But go back, she her mother angry and mother don't want her to see me because mother jealous that she would love me more than the mother. Allahu Akbar. And really very suspicious. And then every time like, she come and see me, the mother will check. What did she talk about? What did she complain about? No, she didn't complain anything. Even if she complained, I will not tell the mother. So why? Because overprotective and she has a lot of secrets that she kept. So anyway, possible solution is we want to keep our eye open and our feet moving. So sabar means you accept, but you do something to make things better. And this is very interesting, so you can Google later and learn ACT. We always pronounce it as ACT, straight away, not ACT, but it stands for Acceptance and Commitment Therapy. Being focused on now, being present is important, and then you discover what is important to you, what you want committed to that plan or goal that you have and you see yourself as context for better things and growing and learning okay or you see yourself as unchanged over time and later on clarifying all the diffusion and confusion and accept the experience that you cannot change accept that you can do something to change the future so inshallah so accept is by staying patient and positive, accepting the will of Allah. If Allah wants it to happen, what can I do? I accept. Commitment means you have to seek help because Allah gives you this test for you to grow, for you to be a better person. And of course, you go into therapy, meeting the right person to help you through, seeing the strategies and the solution. Again, this is the support. And in the end, you have to have this whole picture of helping yourself physically, emotionally. And inshallah, nothing can make you stuck unless you agree. Nothing can make you damaged unless you agree. So words are powerful and stay away from all the negative words. And if somebody give you, give back to the person. So if say some, uh, you're stupid. Huh? Thank you very much, but I disagree. Sorry. So give back, say it back so that they pun terkejut sikit. No, I'm not stupid. I'm not sure whether you are. Uh, something like that, just an example. You are hopeless lah. Thank you for the feedback. I don't think so, I'm not hopeless. Are you? So always give it back to the person because the work comes from them, so they must have it. So the power of eye contact, if you have anyone close and you can Google four minutes eye contact experience on YouTube where there's a refugee and European, 
when you look someone in the eye for more than five minutes, you will experience whatever the person experienced and then have an opportunity to learn and connect, inshallah. So with that, um, I want so many things that I want to say, but now is I prepare so many things, you know. But anyway, Alhamdulillah, mudah-mudahan, inshallah, with God's blessings, whatever happened to you is not going to be permanent and forever. It's only an experience of the past. Anyway, in a week, there are three days, not seven days. The calendar tricked you. Only three days. Yesterday, I don't know how to song the word yesterday. Okay, pergilah dengar lagu tu. It's gone, over. You do anything so it will not come back. Then tomorrow, maybe come, may not come, I don't know. Inshallah, it will come for me. And today, what you have is just today. So enjoy, do your best, learn and grow. Inshallah, we'll all be a better version of ourselves each day of the time that we are left in this world. Alhamdulillah, thank you Madam Hamida for sharing. That was the second of a four-part series on why does Allah allow suffering. Tune in to the next Learn Islam podcast to listen to the rest of the series. Head to Adil YouTube channel to watch the video version of this series. Take care and until then, let's learn Islam.